Well, hello there. I'm Tracy Resch Williams, business coach and consultant for Alaska Tracy. Businesses work with me that are seeking calmness, clarity, and prosperity. Using my vision mapping framework, I guide them on their journey to success. On this podcast, you can enjoy hearing inspirational stories of success, as well as business tips and tools that you can actually use. So thanks for joining in. And oh, please remember, click the subscribe button, invite your friends and leave a comment. Thank you. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to Alaska Tracy podcast, where we have a wonderful guest today, Eric Serapian. And that's Eric, E-R-I-C, Serapian, S as in Sam, E-R-O-P as in Paul, Y-A-N. And Eric is the owner of the agency, My South Bay, and he can be found via thisismysouthbay.com. Eric is a digital marketing agency owner and is going to share some tools and tips with us today on how you can increase your search engine optimization for your business growth. I'm really excited because I get to learn a whole bunch of stuff on this episode. So without further ado, let's talk with Eric about business growth, digital marketing. Well, hello, Eric. Thank you for joining the Alaska Tracy podcast today. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Tracy. And you are in LA today. Is that correct? I'm in Los Angeles. Yes. What's your temp today? It's a freezing 72 degrees. 72? (laughs) That's so I'm recording this for all of you that are listening. Today I'm recording it. It's the end of June 2021. And the whole, I thought, West Coast, except for Alaska, was having a heat wave. 72 is cool for LA. It's cool. Uh, We're along the coast here. Okay. Um, if you go inland, if you go to downtown Los Angeles, it's a, about 20 degrees warmer. Okay. So things are starting to heat up. Probably in a couple of weeks, it'll be averaging around 100, 110. Isn't that something? We're sitting at an, a lovely 60 degrees. The sun is out. It's been rainy here in Anchorage, Alaska, and we're at about 18 hours of daylight. So nice. Right. So welcome to the show, Eric. Uh, I'm thrilled that you reached out to me and and you're going to share the topic of digital marketing, uh, SEO, all that fun stuff that I have very, very little knowledge about. So I said before I hit record, oh, I've got a good couple good questions to ask you. But before we dive in, if you could, Eric, talk to me, tell the listeners a little bit about your backstory, how you got into creating your agency, where, where you came from, what your background's all about. Sure. Um, back in the day, I used to be a jewelry designer in, in uh, downtown Los Angeles in the jewelry district, district over there. And we were manufacturing and selling to jewelry stores across the country. And when the Great Recession hit around 06, a lot of the jewelry stores uh, closed up. And it was kind of a perfect storm between uh, the economy slowing down and also online people 
being a little bit more comfortable purchasing, you know, higher ticket items online. And so we shifted our focus from business to business to, you know, probably about 20% business to business and then 80% business to consumer selling directly online. And so while uh, we're doing that adjustment, I threw myself into this thing called digital marketing that I'd always heard of. It's kind of like this mythical thing, especially search engine optimization, where Google would somehow pick you and rank you and you get all this traffic. And then from all that traffic to your website, you would you know, make all these sales. And so I really threw myself into it. I took to it. I enjoyed it very much um, to the point where uh, I pivoted over and opened up a digital marketing agency called This Is My South Bay. Uh, I live in the South Bay part of Los Angeles. And so I've, I've grown up there. I live there. Um, my business is there. Even though we have clients from around the world, um, you know, I, I use uh, the, the website and the social media to show it as kind of a case study for uh, local businesses on how to target, you know, your social media followers, you know, to geo-target them uh, and, and to really lock into local SEO. Wonderful. Before the jewelry business, what had you sort of, even as a youngster, wanted to get into, wanted to do for a living? Oh, it was always jewelry. My dad really? was a jeweler. Yeah, my dad was a jeweler and uh, I just kind of took to it. I liked it and uh, kind of fell into it and enjoyed it. Interesting. So it's one of those things that I feel like uh, one of those industries that you have to know somebody to break into it. And so, my, you know, my dad was, was that person for me. And did you, are you still involved in it at all? Oh, no, I, I, uh, I was partners with my brother in that business. My brother has continued it. And I, I've, uh, I've moved on to, to this thing that I, with digital marketing, I love it. I love being able to make a difference in a small business because that free traffic coming in from Google for a small to mid-sized business is kind of a game changer. You know, being able to get that traffic coming in and know what to do with it. Interesting. So the question that I was asking Eric before I hit record, I've been doing a YouTube channel forever, for years, probably since 2010. And I have maybe 100 subscribers. So that tells you I haven't been consistent. I haven't really focused a lot of my time there. And so when I'm recording these podcast episodes, I'm also recording on Zoom. And so we're on video on Zoom. And I've never known what to do with the podcast episodes. I always think I'm going to put them on YouTube. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. And so I said I might put this on YouTube. And he said, well, it depends on what you want your, what your Google Analytics will show you after you do that. And I sort of looked at him blankly through the, <laughs> <laughs> through my little Logitech camera. And uh, can you explain how a person like me who, or like, you know, a lot of us in small business don't know even what that means where to go to check Google Analytics what how often to check it what 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 does that in like really basic English <laughs> mean sure well uh, th there's this platform that is called Google Analytics it's a free plugin it's a free resource that Google offers 
it pretty much gives you an idea of um, anything that you're going to need to know about what's happening with your website. So you can see where the traffic is coming in from. You could do it for the whole year. You could do it for the history of the website. You could do it per day, uh, monthly, et cetera. And you can see, okay, I got today 10, 10 people that visited my website from Facebook, let's say. And how long did they stay on my website? How many pages did they go on? And so on. There's, there's certain metrics that you can take a look at. You can take a look to see where they came in from. What's their average age group, uh, gender, uh, uh, what device did they use? Do they use a? Did they come in from tablet, desktop, mobile? If it's mobile, is it mostly iPhone? Is it Samsung? And, and so on. So there's a lot of data there that you could spend hours and hours looking at. I don't suggest to do that every day, but it's good to take a look at it. You know, once a week, once a month, depending on how much traffic you're getting to your website, and you can kind of see. Uh, because what we do is sometimes we run campaigns, whether it's paid campaigns or organic, and we, um, we see where the traffic is coming in from. And if they're converting, you could set up goals so you could, you could have a conversion be that they sign up for a form or they subscribe for an email or they buy a product, whatever the conversion is. And so you can see, okay, we, we received 100 uh, visitors from Instagram, for example. And uh, out of the 100, we have zero that signed up for you know, the conversions. And a conversion can be a phone call, it could be anything you want to set up. And then here we have, from Google Ads, we have 100 visitors that came in and we received 20 phone calls. And so you can see where the conversions are coming in from and take the money that you're spending on these other platforms that aren't fun working as well and move the advertising dollar around and you know, spend accordingly. So you can get a really good idea how your campaigns are doing using you know some of these free tools that are out there. Do you find that a lot of business owners like myself have it backwards where they spend so much time on social media trying to create the perfect post when in reality, the core essence of the business is the website, right? Because social media could be gone tomorrow and keeping track of the analytics and then focusing where the analytics are telling you to, to go? Well, it kind of depends on the business. Okay. And I think that you can do your website and optimize the website and get, you know, entice Google to recognize you without leaving social media. So you can do both and you should do both because one of the deciding factors for Google on whether Google wants to rank you uh, is your social media campaign campaign. So if you have a campaign that you're posting regularly, you have likes coming in, shares, followers are growing, comments are happening, then Google looks at that and says, okay, this is, this is a, a, a company I'd consider to rank. Let me take a look and see uh, what service they're offering, which part of the country they're in, and things like that. So you get Google's attention with those signals. As opposed to if you post, I don't know, once every two, three months, your following is going down, you're not getting any followers, you're not getting any likes, that's going to be a negative score against your uh, uh, SEO campaign. So I don't suggest walking away from huge platforms like Facebook and Twitter and Pinterest and, and you know, Instagram and everything. I always suggest to have them work in harmony. And a lot of times people will 
you know, they'll, they'll uh, create a really nice video, but they'll just upload it onto YouTube or iTunes and, you know, some of these really nice platforms, but then they'll forget, you know, to, to get Google's attention. And so you can have that content and be able to distribute it um, so that you get Google's attention as well. What do you mean by that? So basically, let's say, let's say this video here. Yes. If you were to take this video and you turn it into a blog post. So first of all, you're going to upload it to YouTube, create a video. Mm -hmm. You take this video, you embed it onto your blog post, the video itself. Okay. And then you can transcribe the video. So uh, our conversation will be written out on the, on the blog post. Some of it, we all digest information in different ways. Some of us like to read it. Others like to listen to it. Others like to watch it. You know, it could be that if you uploaded this onto your website blog or onto your YouTube, someone might be jogging and listening to this. Gotcha. And then other people want to read it, you know, in different ways. We're able to, you know, uh, reach out to different people using different senses. And so this is good when you embed it onto your blog post, it's on your website. And so one of the metrics that Google really looks at is time on site. So if you have an average person that comes in, let's say you have hundred visitors coming to your site today and an average visitor is there for 10 seconds versus an average visitor is there for a minute. Google is going to recognize it and say, okay, this website is good for this keyword because people are staying on six times as long. And so I will consider ranking it more because of, you know, this, this uh, metric here. Again, Google is looking at a lot of different data to determine if it wants to give you that free traffic for that particular keyword that it thinks is a good match between the website and the user. So it's not just one thing here or one thing there, but it's a consistency. It's making sure that people come to the site and they don't just leave um, and, and so on. And I remember when I was teaching social media that it's really important that Google to know that Google only picks up SEO from your Facebook business page, not from your personal profile. Correct. And from your Instagram business. So if you haven't made your Instagram a business, you're hurting your SEO, your website. LinkedIn, the same thing, right? Uh, Twitter, I don't know about Twitter. I don't. Um, the thing is, uh, you know, these platforms, they like to separate business and personal. Uh huh. And so they, they want to know that, you know, this is a business profile and let's see how the business is doing. So you want to make sure that you have the business uh, profile set up for each one of these things. You have them linking back to your website. You want to be crystal clear what it is that the business does, where they're located, and just everything is just out in the open. Um, sometimes what happens is the slightest things even, even though these uh, applications and, and these companies' robots are very smart, they're also very dumb. So mm -hmm. you have, for example, let's say you're at 123 West Main Street, Suite 100. Well, if you have 123 and you spell out West versus if you put a W versus if you put a W dot, those are different addresses to the, to the, to the company, to, to the platforms. So you have to make sure that everything is consistent. You know, you could spell out suite. Some people just do num, you know, uh, hashtag and then the suite number. Some people write out suite and then they put number. There's so many different ways to uh, say your, your location. So you have to be able to 
uh, talk down to them on some things and just make sure that everything is, you know, your, your address and your phone number on LinkedIn should be the exact same way that it's laid out on Facebook and on Instagram and on different blogs and on different, you know, th that it is on your website. And these are little things that people sometimes overlook, but, you know, as smart as these apps are, some, you know, they're also extremely uh, dumb about some of these things. That's interesting because as a virtual business and a, a business coach uh, and consultant, I've taken pretty good measures to keep my address off of things. But you have your website there, right? Yeah, and my website has it on. Okay, so let's say, for, for instance, your website has to match on LinkedIn that it is on Twitter, that it is on Facebook. So if you put your personal on one and your uh, business on the other and things like that, um, you know, the, the, they get confused sometimes. But I don't have an address on any other platforms, like a, a physical, okay. Yeah, I always wondered about that. Um, that's interesting. I What I just did with, you were talking about the uh, um, doing a blog. It's taken me years, right? I've had this podcast for years and I'm a slow learner with the SEO uh, and I'm getting it. So my podcast is now, instead of a blog, it's a podcast on my website. So my podcast is hosted on a site called Podbean. And for years, I would direct everyone to Podbean, to the episode, and recently talked to a copywriter and she told me, you need to get them back to your website. And so now when people, if they are reading the show notes, they'll see a little blurb and then read more and they'll click to go to my website where they can see all the show notes on okay. the website. So instead of doing a blog, it's, it's like a blog, but it's a podcast on the website. So what Eric, I think you're saying is the more you can direct people back to your website, back to your website, off of Facebook, off of, and it gets tricky because all the social media platforms, especially Facebook, don't like when you direct people <laughs> off of their platforms. So exactly. what, what they want to keep you on the right. Yeah. What would yeah. be some workarounds? Well, I think that a lot of us were kind of creatures of habit. Mm -hmm. Some people, like my wife, she loves Twitter and Instagram. She's not really a Facebook person or Pinterest and communicates in, in, in uh, you know, particular apps. So uh, I think that some people are just uh, Pinterest or just Facebook and so on. So my suggestion would be to be on all that, on, the, on all the platforms. So, and to be able to uh, make sure that you're on Podbean and make sure you're on SoundCloud and Spotify and YouTube and everything. Now, uh, keeping in mind that we want to get, you want to have your audience also uh, come to your website. You want to collect their email address. You want to, you know, you want to create a following on your social media channels and then on social media, point them to your website. And on your website, maybe point them back to your social media. So again, there are people that are not crazy about email. They'd rather just, you know, uh, uh, get a get a notification on Instagram or on Twitter saying, "Hey, I have a new uh, uh, video out. Be sure to check it out." 
Mm-hmm. So again, we're, we're, we don't know, we don't want to assume that your entire audience uses one platform versus another, especially if you're not tracking it right now. So over time, you'll see from your Google Analytics, you can see uh, you know, what's happening and you can have a clearer vision of what's going on. But it's good to have it everywhere. You don't have to pick and choose. If you have the time or you, you have somebody that's doing it for you, they should be able to go and upload the videos in different uh, uh, platforms. And there are tools that you can use where you can literally submit it on one and then it goes and submits it to the top three or four, however many there are uh, that you choose. Boy, I we start talking and I'm I don't know if, if you all can't see me, but <laughs> I don't know if you can tell her <laughs> I'm starting to get the glazed over look. And that would be why people like myself would hire you because you you can analyze this. What would a typical client like? Let's just say myself, a, a virtual business owner come to you. What would that look like? Well, I have different kinds of clients. I have the the. The one where uh, they're kind of a do-it-yourselfer and, you know, they have a curious mind and they have some time and they want to learn it while they're doing it and things like that. So I have some clients that I uh, just do consulting slash mentoring where, you know, we'll jump on a half hour call maybe once a week, maybe once every other week, depending on how fast they want to go. And we we, uh, screen share on Zoom. We take a look at competitor reports. We take a look at their website uh, reports, come up with uh, projects or homework, if you want to call it that. And then we meet uh, the next time we set a time where we're going to meet and we go over the work that they've done, if they have any questions, how they can do it better, what went wrong, what went right, and kind of uh, ramp it up from there. For, for someone that uh, is interested in doing that, that, you know, that's a good way to be able to lean on someone because you always get stuck. There's something, you know, you, you want to do content creation, but you don't have time to do uh, blogging. I have writers. So oh, I can refer writers to them. They get to stuck know. on, let's say, uh, video editing. I can refer a video editor to them and, and so on. So because with digital marketing, it seems like we all get stuck somewhere. It's not like we can do everything and then have time to do our business and have a life and, you know, everything. And so that seems to be a good way to kind of marinate in it, learn it and do it. The other way that I have is if someone comes to me and they want me to take on their um, digital marketing campaign. And so we look at competitor analysis, we take a look at keyword research and we try to figure out if we can add value to their business and how we can do that. And so we have, a, you know, we do some research and, and, and see how we can help. The third way that we uh, work is, and we seem to be doing this a lot with um, healthcare, where literally we just run the campaigns, we spend the money on the content creation, we run the ads, we do everything, and we uh, uh, tie into the website uh, call tracking. So we can uh, track the phone calls that came in from our campaigns. And we can see where they came in from, how long the, the phone call was, um, and we can listen to the phone calls. You know how when you call, it says this phone call might be recorded yes. for quality purposes or whatever. That's usually things like this. Uh-huh. And so we can listen to the phone call because if it's, let's say, a chiropractor and someone is calling, trying to buy pencils, you know that that's not an actual uh, lead. That's not a real phone call from the, from the campaign. So we don't count that as a conversion. 
So that way we set up and we say, okay, we're going to give you a maximum of this many phone calls this month, and it's going to be this much per phone call. And so when we deliver that, they know that they paid a dollar, they got 20 phone calls, it cost them five cents. How many of them did they convert? Return on investment, they can kind of figure it out. I'm using random numbers. Right, right. But, but that way you can kind of see, um, you know, uh, if it's worth it to do it because you don't have to do anything. You just kind of letting us do the marketing, doing the Google ads campaigns, the Facebook campaigns, the search engine optimization, you know, just doing everything and you're continuing about your business. Interesting. So you have to sign a whole bunch of like, what are they, HIPAA forms and all that for healthcare stuff? Um, you know, we have the regular form, forms, but yeah, for the, for the most part, what we're doing is we're, uh, we're just doing the marketing. We're delivering right. the, the phone calls, the form fills. It depends what we uh, negotiate is a lead. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a comment on a chat box that we, we have on the website, a form fill, a phone call, you know, um, depending on what we designate as a, as a lead. Interesting. Holy cow. That opens up a whole bunch of more questions <laughs> that I have. How interesting. Yeah. I like never really thought about where those recordings, who was doing those record, you know, like. Takes a little bit of programming to set it right. up and do everything. But after that, you, you can listen to the phone calls and you could say, okay, this was an actual lead. Uh, you know, we take out the, you know, a, a unique phone call is within about 30 days. So if somebody calls and says, okay, I like your service. Let me ask my spouse if we can come in and they call back an hour later or a day later. We don't count that as a second phone call. Okay, so it's, gotcha. it's, a, it's, you know, because sometimes people call back a couple of times with different questions or they submit forms a couple of times or chats mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, you know, you just count it as one conversion. Right. How big of a team do you have, Eric? Well, I have, um, I have, I have a team of probably about 12 that are kind of scattered all over the place. Just like how we met right. Los Angeles to Alaska. Yes. I have people all over the place in the States and overseas. That's wonderful. Wonderful. What would be your, uh, I guess, words of last words of wisdom for people? Uh, if you're going to do search engine optimization, you have to think of it as a long game. Think of it as a marathon versus running an ad and you know you have 30 days to run the ad or you have whatever time frame and then that ad finishes so uh, you want to plan it out over six months to 12 months don't expect suddenly that you're going to spin up a site write a couple of blog posts and google's just going to start giving you traffic it just doesn't work that way google right. has already you know that real estate has been taken and so what you're going to do is you're going to leapfrog over your competitors by doing just a little bit better and just a little bit more consistently and just a little bit better reviews and a little bit better videos and everything to be able to jump over them. And in the future, when you have that real estate, it's going to be that much more difficult for your competitor, your up and coming competitor to come and push you out. It's not that easy. Just your competitor a week ago did a website and they're going to come and push you out of that position. So you earn that position. And then after that, there are ways to establish yourself in that position and hopefully stay there as long as possible. Wonderful. Holy cow. Lots of, lots of good information. What would be your definition? I always ask this at the end of the interview of success for yourself. Um, I think, I mean, for myself, I, I, I like to value my time. 
and I like what I do. I love what I do. And it's very fulfilling. And uh, especially when you can show results, it's kind of a cool thing to work on something and you see the results and then you see the client there, you know, they're getting the sales or they're getting the phone calls. It's, it's kind of a cool thing. So it's different than, you know, if I were marketing, let's say 20 years ago, where, you know, if I'm working for a magazine or Los Angeles Times or something and you're selling ad space, you don't really know what's happening. You can't really quantify, hey, we have a million circulation a day, but we don't know if you got a phone call. You know, it's difficult to, to know exactly what's going on with this. You can, you know, if you have the, the, the platform set up, you can see on Google Analytics, you can see, you know, you could go to YouTube and you could look at your YouTube analytics and see how long someone is listening, how many people listen, you know, all kinds of cool stuff that you can, you can uh, uh, look behind the curtain and see what's going on. And I, and I love that. Wonderful. And to work with you, people can get a hold of you by? Well, they could go to my website. It's thisismysouthbay.com. And if you go to the website there, click on the book now button, and there's a 15 minute consultation that you can sign up for, it's free. And they can uh, ask me any strategy ideas that they have, if they wanna look at their competitor analysis, or they have keyword ideas or anything to do with SEO, I'd be happy to uh, converse with them and answer any questions that they have. Sounds wonderful. Thank you for taking the time to, well, thanks for reaching out to me first and foremost, and thank you for taking the time to share some really important tools and tips for SEO and building a, a successful business. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And, and everyone, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Please remember to click the subscribe button, share with your friends. And as Eric would say, please leave a review. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Until next time, have a wonderful day.